Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So I am uh, pleased, maybe not pleased, maybe not a good word, uh, disturbed, but pleased to announce that more FBI whistleblowers have been coming forward. I wish they didn't have to and we'd have to blow the whistle on anything. And one of them, if everything goes as planned, which it should, will be a guest on my Fox show Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time unfiltered. You're probably not going to want to miss that. We are uh, finishing, putting the finishing touches on getting this thing together. It is a different FBI whistleblower with new information. Speaking of that, the FBI caught up in another major scandal yesterday at the Danchenko trial and just... You know, I don't want to oversell stuff because you lose credibility when you do that. So I'm trying to be careful, but shocking, stunning comments by a pharma executive about the vaccines and the testing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know you saw it. I will have to play that for you and you make your own decisions. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Going online without a VPN. Folks, like walking your dog without a leash. Most of the time, you're probably okay, but eh, someone may kidnap the dog. Get a VPN, protect yourself. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I've got that. I've got Biden's interview with Jake Tapper yesterday. Two cuts from that. Uh, more absurdities uh, leaking out of the mouth of the most corrupt president in U.S. history. Listen, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you've heard me talk about my Helix mattress. I love it. Well, Helix is now beyond the bedroom. They're making sofas too. All form, A-L-L-F-O-R-M. They have premium customizable sofas and chairs shipped right to your door. Allform customizes a sofa using premium materials at a fraction of the cost and right here in the USA. You can pick your fabric, color, sofa size, and shape to fit perfectly in your home. The fabric is spill, stain, and scratch resistant. They've got armchairs, love seats, all the way up to an eight-seat sectional. There's something for everyone. You can always start small and buy more seats later, which makes it great so you can grow and change with you when you move. Allform sofas are delivered directly to your home within a couple of weeks with free shipping. In the past, could take months for your sofa to arrive. Then you have to have someone come and assemble it, not with all form. Paula put ours together in, what, a half an hour? It was simple and quick, no tools needed. And if getting a sofa without trying it in the store sounds risky, don't worry about it. You've got 100 days to decide if you want to keep your all form. That's how confident they are. It's more than three months. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up for free, give you a full refund. It's really that simple. They have a forever warranty, literally forever. To find your perfect sofa, check out allform.com slash Dan. That's allform.com slash Dan, A-L-L-F-O-R-M. And Allform is offering 20% off all orders for our listeners at Allform. Allform.com slash Dan. Allform.com slash Dan. Thanks, Allform. We appreciate it. Check them out. Beautiful, beautiful product. All right, Joseph. Let's go. It is showtime. And it is. Big Joe win, did baby. a lot of video, audio. I know. He knows that because I've had him busy cutting audio video all morning. So a <laughs> lot going on. Let's get to this first. So, again, I, I'm trying not to oversell this because you lose credibility when you do it. But... These are really, really astonishing comments that actually caught me off guard. You know, I've been a vaccine skeptic and I have been open and honest about my own uh, error, I think, in not processing information and kind of panicking early on, given my disease and, that I had and taking the COVID vaccine without allowing for the science to materialize. Huge mistake. Biggest medical mistake of my life. I'm only human, folks. I make mistakes like anyone else. I have no superhuman powers of deduction, Okay. So this happened. This minister of parliament for the uh, European Union, his name is Rob Ross. He did a, the media rounds yesterday, but he asked a question that I got to tell you guys, I'm kind of surprised no one's thought to ask yet in a formal type setting like this. He's got this Pfizer executive on the record there and 
asks a question that should have been asked a long time ago. Did you guys test this thing, this vaccine, to see if it would prevent transmission before you launched this thing into the market for tens and hundreds of millions of people to take? Kind of a simple question, right? Because the whole purpose of a vaccine, or at least one of the primary purposes, can we all agree, is to, at a minimum, significantly reduce transmission, (laughs) at a maximum, stop it completely. Like, that's the point of a freaking vaccine. Nobody's asked this question yet, as far as I know. I want you to listen to the answer and watch your jaw drop. Check this out. For you, Mevrouw Small, have ik the volgende vraag where I een duidelijk antwoord op wil. And I will speak in English so there are no misunderstandings. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please. Say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer. Yes or no? And I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, Regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it entered the market? No. Uh, These, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. This is scandalous. Millions of people worldwide felt forced to get vaccinated because of the myth that you do it for others. Now, this turned out to be a cheap lie. Holy smokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you mean, no, you didn't test it? What do you mean by that? Listen uh, uh, to the Pfizer folks. I'm not one of these people who jumps down the throat of any company for any reason if I don't have evidence. But you need to come out and explain this today. Like, yeah, you need to you need to come out and explain this 10 minutes ago before my show even started. What the hell are you talking about? And then the answer from the lady gets, I don't know if you caught this one part. Obviously, the no answer is the big kind of stunning revelation. But there's a secondary part of that. She says we had to move at the speed of science. The speed of science is... Testing hypotheses, getting a result and retesting it for its veracity, reliability and validity. The speed of science isn't rushing out a vaccine and acknowledging that you didn't even test it to check if it would stop transmission. How, how the hell is that the speed of science? You know what that is, the speed of, however, Joe, that's the speed of politics. Oh, yes. Now, you can blame it on whoever you want. Trump, Biden, that's your call. I'm just telling you, folks, this thing's getting ugly now. And again, from the you're not wasting your time with the Dan Bongino show file. What have I told you so many times? You're probably tired of hearing it. The vaccine mandates and the mask mandates have absolutely nothing to do with vaccines or masks. What do you mean? They have everything to do with the second portion of that mandates. They obviously had nothing to do with the vaccine because the company's acknowledging itself it hadn't tested to see if it would stop transmission because they were working at the speed of science. So how the hell do you mandate a vaccine if it's about the science, right, guys? When the science, admittedly, wasn't even there. The answer is because it was about attacks on body sovereignty. The socialists and the communists who were infecting our body politic around the world could not backtrack once they put out a government edict that what goes in your body is their choice, not yours. If they backtrack, 
they'll look fallible. If they look fallible, cracks develop in the dam. If cracks develop in the dam and the dam bursts, the whole socialism government, uh, you know, government knows better than you idea completely falls apart. It's why to this day, even as I covered yesterday, no matter how much science emerges, how much testimony emerges that the vaccines and the masks do almost nothing of what they said they would do. Liberals will not back down from either wanting to mandate it or shoving them down your throat. They won't. They won't because they can't. Once they admit that government screwed up, that the government they claim is going to be the solution to all your problems. It's the socialist ethos. Once they admit that that model sucks, the whole house of cards collapses. Ladies and gentlemen, it pains me to say this. They would rather see you suffer and they would rather see people die from consequences of this vaccine. They would rather see COVID spread than give up their mask mandates and their vaccine mandates because their whole governing model falls apart. We're living in the information dark ages, folks. We are right now. They are so committed to hiding the side effects and downsides of this vaccine, especially for people who are young and healthy, they are so committed, some of them would rather see you die. That is, um, that is, that is a stunning thing for me to have to say. But it's true. Is it just a news article? Be in my newsletter today. Bongino.com slash newsletter. If you want to read it, you can follow us there. Talks about this Twitter censorship. So you know about, I, I discussed yesterday, Joe Ladapo, Joseph Ladapo. Dr. Ladapo, the Surgeon General of Florida. He's a medical doctor. He also has a PhD. Pretty impressive resume. MD, PhD. One of those would be impressive. Both extra impressive. He was censored for sharing the fact that, uh, that young folks within a certain age band may, be, may suffer serious side effects uh, and increased degree of side effects and cardio side effects. If they take this vaccine, it may outweigh the benefits of this vaccine. So, of course, because we live in the dark ages with a bunch of socialist scumbags who can't admit that their government top-down mandate-based model is a total failure, what did they do? Twitter censored Ladapo. Well, did you hear about this one? Alex Berenson. You're like, Alex Berenson, isn't that an old case? Didn't he sue Twitter? And then uh, they had a settlement in the case where Twitter acknowledged fault. No, no, they're back again. This is a new case of them censoring Berenson yet again. Folks, we live in the freaking dark ages of information. We are living in a North Korea-style government right now. Just because the violence and the gulags aren't openly exposed and out there yet, you could even argue that in some cases, doesn't mean they're not coming for you. These people are crazy. They have completely detached us from a constitutional republic. Here. Former New York Times reporter Alex Berenson remains locked out of his Twitter account. Look at the date in this article. It's October 11th. This is, this is yesterday. It's October 12th. I had to check the date to be sure. He remains locked out of his Twitter account for sharing Australian government data, government data, government data that showed overall deaths jumped after the country, which largely avoided the first wave of COVID, authorized vaccines last year. Why did I repeat government data three times? Alex Berenson didn't make the freaking data up, folks. The data is from the Australian government showing that deaths jumped after the country implemented the COVID vaccine. Kind of an important thing to know. No? 
We had Dr. McCullough, world-renowned cardiologist on my show, banned from Twitter for putting out information. Listen to me. Listen good. Please, listen good. My mom used to say that. Daniel, listen, and you listen good. <laughs> she was tough. <laughs> really tough. Gives me no joy to tell you this. Some of these love, not all of them. I don't like to stereotype people. But unfortunately, there is a significantly large and growing number of leftists that would rather see you die than admit that their government top-down mandate model for vaccines and masks failed because the government is populated full of morons. Process what I just told you. They would rather see you die. I wrote it down right here. Just in case you, you think I'm kidding and I just kind of threw that out there extemporaneously. They would rather see you die than to give up control of information and to give up their top-down model. Folks, the gaslighting's reached dangerous levels. Unfortunately, it's not just about COVID. The gaslighting and the lying from our government to us, we now live in the third world. Um, we do. Gives me, again, no pleasure in saying that. Shouting fraud is no good in this situation. And I do think I'm, I'm long in the United States. I was working with a guy on my book yesterday, and I was talking about how I am long in the United States. Long, I'm optimistic about the future. I am. We've gone through really bad times before. This is it, though. I saw a tweet. I'm not sure if it was uh, Cernovich or whoever it was yesterday in social media. And he said, you know, uh, that uh, I really believe historians are going to look back on this era, genital mutilation of children, forced vaccination for a vaccine where the executives themselves acknowledge that it doesn't start. They didn't study transmission, number one. And number two, that they may have caused serious side effects and even potential death amongst young, healthy people who probably didn't need it. Teaching kids to be racist in school and judge each other on skin color. I'm telling you, I'm long on the United States. You don't have to believe me. Historians, sane ones, are going to look back in horror at the disgusting group of filth that the modern far-left communist infecting the liberal party became and how it went mainstream in the United States. I'm sure of it. No sane civil society can look at what's happening now and say this is fair and okay. The lying and the gaslighting has reached epidemic levels. What is gaslighting? It's lying, lying often, lying confidently, and hiding people from hiding the truth from people. Those are the four components of gaslighting. In order to get people to believe in an alternate reality, those four things have to be present. The alternate reality is a lie. You have to lie about it often. You have to lie about it confidently so you're convincing. And you have to isolate people from the truth so they can't see real reality. So they have no foil. It has reached epidemic levels. I discussed this on my radio show yesterday, and I'm going to talk about it again this morning. Yesterday, I'm sitting there getting ready for the radio show. Podcast, radio show, in between is a little bit of a break. Shaving a little bit, whatever, doing my thing. And I see this story on Fox News that the Biden administration, in order to make you believe gas prices are lower than they are because they're going up, of course, they have a gaslight and lie. The Biden administration lies all the time. It is the most corrupt communist-style regime we have ever seen in U.S. history. Joe Biden is the most corrupt, grotesque individual to ever occupy the White House. Here, here. Ever. There's not even, but folks, you can argue with me all you want. I get it. It's subjective. Some people say, Dan, Obama was worse. No, he wasn't. Obama was the worst president in U.S. history up until Biden. And I'm telling you, it's not even close. 
Inflation, border, Ukraine, potential nuclear war. It's not even close. The lying, the nonstop lying on the gas price thing I mentioned. You know what they're doing? You want to hear, you know, uh, you know, you guys take basic statistics. There's measures of central tendency. An average, a mean is, is a measure of central tendency. In other words, a general idea of how a group of subjects are performing. How are eighth graders performing in Baltimore? Oh, okay. I don't know. You take the average of their test scores. That's what central tendency is. Right. Central tendency to clump around a certain score. So most people, when they measure central tendency, use an average. How are eighth graders in Malloy High School in, in Jamaica, Queens, where I went performing? Or excuse me, uh, high schoolers. You take an average compared to another school's average. Because the average of national gas prices is really high right now, Biden's like, no, no, we're going to pick a different measure of central tendency. Really? That's never been done before. In addition to redefining a recession as, uh, what, three or seven quarters of negative growth? That's never been done before either. They picked the mode. In other words, the score, uh, the, the price that appears most often. Why? Because a lot of Republican red states that don't have California and New York's restrictive policies have a lower gas price. And that score appears more often, although it's a ridiculous measure of central tendency. It's like saying two kids in a class got a 60 on a test. Nobody else scored the same score more than twice. So 60 is the average. <laughs> it's stupid. They lie to you. They're lying to you about the crime statistics. The FBI crime numbers came out. They left out L.A. and New York. Gee, why would you leave out L.A. and New York? Here he is lying again. Here's Biden on last night with Jake Tapper. This buffoon. This senile buffoon, this corruptocrat, here he is last night pretending we're not in a recession when we just had two quarters of negative growth revised, two quarters of negative growth or shrinking economic numbers, that's what negative growth means, has always been the definition of recession. Here he is pretending we're not in one and it's not happening. And idiots believe this guy. Just like they believe the mode and gas prices is a measure of the gas price nationwide. Check this out. Should the American people prepare for a recession? No. Look, they've been saying this now how every every six months they say this. Every six months they look down the next six months and see what's going to happen. It hadn't happened yet. It hadn't. There, there has there is no there's no guarantee that they're going to be. I don't think there will be a recession. If it is, it'll be a very slight recession. That is, we'll move down slightly. Lord of the idiots. Right? Do you believe... Uh, folks, it's not even Lord of the idiots Biden, Joe. It's Lord of the idiots for people who believe this. Uh, yeah. You believe this guy? Do you know how dumb you have to be to buy this guy's BS? Do you understand he lies about everything? I'm going to post something to the audience. Think about this. You tell me one significant policy sphere. Where we're in a crisis right now where Biden's told you the truth. Tell me one. One. I'll wait. Anyone? Afghanistan? The border? There are no Americans left behind. The border's secure. Inflation's transitory. We're not in a recession. Gas prices are 326. The crime statistics. What? Tell me one thing this guy has told you the truth about. One thing. The dead congresswoman. Oh, no. He knew, he knew she was dead. He, she was just top of mind. Really? He was calling for her at an event. She's dead. She died in August. Can you tell me one thing? You know you can't. Please stop embarrassing yourself. You can stop foaming at the mouth and pissing in your diaper right now, too. The guy is a disgrace to the country and a disgrace to the White House. 
He is the single most corrupt human being to ever enter the White House, him and his son. We have a crime family operating out of the Oval Office right now, and we're all suffering for it. Folks, the gaslighting, it's never going to stop. Whether it's COVID, where I started, gas prices, crime numbers, recession, inflation, it's never going to stop until this guy hopefully decides not to run again. He is a disaster. We should have listened to Barack Obama. Don't underestimate this guy's ability to F things up. All right, let me get to my next sponsor. Here's what I got coming up next, too. There is a really, really troubling, to call it a troubling law emerging out of California with Newsom. I got that. Also, some uh, video coming up of what conservative leadership really looks like coming out of Florida. There's, you know, there's change coming. I promise you. Stay tuned. Folks, Omaha Steaks. I've been in Omaha Steaks uh, household for a long time. Ever since I lived back in Severna Park, Maryland, uh, we loved Omaha Steaks. We always loved Omaha Steaks. From tailgate parties to busy week uh, weeknights, the flavor experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to savor all the delicious flavors of fall. With their mouth-watering assortments of perfectly aged steaks, ultra-juicy burgers, and easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Right now, take advantage of 50% off site-wide by shopping their semi-annual sale. 50% off. The sale only happens twice a year, and it's on right now. With 50, 50 50% off delicious customized favorites when you use promo code Bongino at checkout, take an additional $30 off your order. B-O-N-G-I-N-O. You're not going to get better deals than this. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com. Enter Bongino at checkout. Be sure to do that and stock up on all the fall flavors today. Omaha Steaks is perfect for those chilly and busy fall nights with entrees ready before the kids can say what's for dinner. The steaks, folks, you can cut them with a plastic butter knife. They are that good. And don't forget to use promo code Bongino at checkout to score an extra $30 off your order. Omaha Steaks isn't just a steak. It's the best steak of your life. It's delicious and it's guaranteed. That's omahasteaks.com, code Bongino at checkout. Minimum order may be required. Check it out. He loves the burgers too. Put them on a toasted bun. Mmm, yeah, baby. Ketchup, maybe a little mustard on there. You know it. Yeah, he does. He goes down the freezer downstairs, just fleecing them. I don't even have any more left. The other day, there's <laughs> a couple. He's fleecing a, you. My do- yeah, yeah, my daughter <laughs> wanted a burger from Omaha. So my wife and I, she's like, what happened to all the burgers? They go, gee happened. That's what they gathered. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. <laughs> so Wall Street Journal story, in case you, again, you're under the, some delusional belief system that we're not living in North Korea style dark ages for information in the United States. Folks, we are. Whether you accept it or not is entirely irrelevant. It's happening right here. Wall Street Journal story, but did you hear about this new California law? There is a medical licensing board that has now been empowered by this new California law to punish doctors who don't tow the company line on like COVID vaccines and stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, they, have, they, can, they can engage in disciplinary action. Here's the kicker, folks. I'm sure you've heard a lot about this story, but I always like to add a little bit of flavor to it that you may not have heard. This may surprise even you two. So this board, California now, which is uh, essentially a communist state. I mean, we know that already. Uh, that's why you're paying $500 for a gallon of gas. Uh, it, it, you know, illegals have overtaken your cities. People are taking dumps in the middle of the street in San Francisco, treating it like a citywide toilet bowl. This is your communist utopia you live in. I wish it weren't the case to our conservative friends in California. You have my sympathies. I love you. To the liberals, this is what you voted for. To people to drop trow and take a dump right on your front lawn and be celebrated for it. That's you. That's what you voted for. You voted for a city full of... So this medical board, California and Gavin Newsom, have just empowered to punish people who tell the truth about COVID because they'd rather see you die. Uh, here's a fascinating little tidbit. There are 15 members of this board. You'd say, well, clearly, Joe, they're all doctors and scientists, right? Yeah. Uh, no, seven of them aren't doctors at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> seven of the 15 <laughs> aren't even doctors. So they're not doctors, but they're going to punish doctors for medical misinformation when not being doctors themselves. This is it, California. You're living in the dark ages of information exchange. Leading the way again, California, to nationwide stupid every single time. We have a big radio audience out there, and I, I use that audience at KBC and KSFO every time to call out the morons running that state into the ground. You understand California in and of itself, if it had some conservative, sane, liberty-minded leadership in the state, I'm not even talking about like, anything hard right or anything like that. I'm talking about just moderate, solid, conservative-style leadership, just as sometimes compromises are necessary. You could be the breadbasket to the entire world. California could have a bigger economy than 99% of the world's countries. But you choose to take dumps in the street because you love communism and have $55 a gallon gas. Folks, while the libs are focused on censorship and shutting doctors up and making sure you die rather than get information about the COVID vaccine and while you're gaslit about gas prices and crime, our grid is falling apart. Holman Jenkins has a great piece in the Wall Street Journal. And, you know, I tell you, I'm coming home last night. I was at a party last night for uh, a friend of ours. It was her 40th birthday. It was a great party. Had a good time. If you want to see some little minute 30 video there of me and Paula, you can, uh, I always ask, uh, I always ask people on locals to like, uh, say yes to the dresser now, Paul, I'm like, what do you think? Paul, it's on locals. You can check it out, but I'm driving back and I'm reading this article. I'm like, man, Holman Jenkins just nailed it. So this is liberals summed up in one paragraph. Liberals are claiming that climate change is such a problem because it's going to destroy our ability to be resilient. In other words, we're all going to drown and our ecosystem is not resilient. So he says, think about it. This is such a great point. The role of climate in creating Hurricane Ian is speculative and impossible to determine. True. He says, for the record, the UN climate panel and the U.S. government say no clear signal is yet visible in storm frequency and severity. He notes, in contrast, the decision by Texas and other states to prioritize renewables over grid resiliency is a human decision, as shown again last week by a New York grid operator warning of shrinking margins of safety because of the state's mandated phase-out of conventional energy sources. This is such a brilliant point. This is what it's like for the people who prefer people taking a dump on the street in San Francisco to sane, conservative, prosperous leadership. You're whining and moaning about the world ending in 10 years while pushing for renewables that don't exist on a scalable, scalable basis 
You're saying that our society's not going to be resilient by causing reliability problems right now in grids in Texas and elsewhere that are falling apart because of your love affair with renewables. So resiliency is a problem which we're going to solve by making our grid non-resilient. Makes a world of sense to me. You're going to freeze to death. You're going to freeze to death and you're going to starve to death if you listen to these idiots. Listen to what I'm telling you, folks. When AOC says we have 12 years left, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make that five. If we don't defeat these liberals, this country is going to be done in five years. Flag it! 100%. We got a five-year timeline. I hope I'm still alive to talk about it in five years. You want to see what liberalism really looks like, by the way? Here's what it really looks like. This is when liberalism kicks you in the balls. See, liberalism is great when it's at arm's length until some guy, again, is on your front lawn doing his business or someone shows up from a foreign country here illegally on your doorstep. All of a sudden, it hits you right in the cojones. Now, I find it interesting that Eric Adams, the failed mayor of New York City, a really horrible human being who said the only place he's happy is right in front of a camera. So he has a bunch of migrants headed by buses from Texas to New York City. He doesn't like it. So what's he doing? He's sending them to Staten Island one of the few conservative places left in New York City, if you're not familiar with the area. This is what it looks like when illegal immigration and liberalism arrives on your doorstep. Read this article. It's in my newsletter. It's in the New York Post. A migrant mom with a baby begs for food in New York City as critics blast tragic humanitarian crisis. They note this. Some of these migrants are walking around Staten Island. They have nowhere to go. Many are ill-equipped for the city's colder climates and have been wandering around neighborhoods knocking on doors to seek food, clothing, and work. There's a Spanish restaurant on Victory Boulevard, big boulevard in Staten Island. A worker said migrants come in every day. They ask for food or they ask the people sitting there to buy them food. A longtime neighborhood resident blamed Eric Adams' administration, saying the city just dumped these people in our lap with no plan. It's what it looks like, folks. All your liberal utopia, bathrooms on your front lawn, people entering the country illegally, roaming around with their kids, potentially freezing to death because they're not prepared for the coming cold weather with no food. Inflation running in at about eight plus percent. That number's coming in today again as well. Oh, look, the PPI just came in. Oh, just announced, folks. The producer price index, 8.5% just now. Boy, you want to talk about ironically perfect timing. Border wide open. Gas prices out of control. Grids collapsing everywhere. Producers paying 8.5% more than they did last year for products. Eventually going to filter down to you. This is what it looks like. Let me get to my next sponsor. and I want to show you what liberalism, liberalism arriving on your doorstep is doing to black voter support for Democrats. Ladies and gentlemen, it's collapsing. And let me tell you something right now before I get to the story. If black voter support collapses for the Democrats, the Democrat Party, at least in the short term, as you know, it is completely finished. There is no math for them to win whatsoever. More on that and in what conservative leadership really looks like. Uh, Birch Gold, folks, we just saw, I mean, really, you want to talk about perfect timing for imperfect information. Inflation's out of control. How are you hedging? How are you protecting yourself? Your wallet buys less every single day with inflation. Do what I do. Become a customer of Birch Gold, B-I-R-C-H. I'm a multiple-time customer. The stock market's in turmoil. In one month, it lost 10% of its value. Inflation's out of control, and the Democrats want to spend more. 
The only answer the Fed has is to raise interest rates, further stalling the economy. How are you protecting your savings? I can tell you what I do. I go to Birch Gold, and you can too. You can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered account. If you're freaked out about the economy in the U.S. dollar, then text DAN, my first name, to 989898. Birch Gold will send you a free information kit on securing your savings with gold. I'm a customer, and I'm really grateful I am right now. And Birch Gold's legit. They've been around for almost 20 years. They have five-star reviews and thousands of satisfied customers. Check them out. Text DAN to 989898. Secure your future with gold. Do it today. Past performance, not a guarantee of future results. Message and data rate supply. Thanks, Birch. Happy to be a customer there. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Folks, another story in the newsletter that you got to read. Turns out having illegal immigrants freezing, uh, you know, freezing and with them and their kids walking around the streets because Biden doesn't have uh, doesn't want to secure the border. Turns out PPI numbers and inflation numbers through the roof. It's having a real effect. And black voters are starting to see it. Elizabeth Stauffer wrote this article. See, here's some numbers here. They note that just 74% of people would support a Democrat candidate today. You say, well, Dan, that still sounds pretty high. It is. But everything's relative, folks, because two years ago, 92% of black people cast their ballot for Joe Biden. She notes, likewise, 14% of black people would vote for Republican, but only 8% voted for Trump in 2020. She says it doesn't translate into a point-for-point decline because Biden's not on the ballot right now in the midterms. It does, however, show a distinct directional shift in voter sentiment. Listen, fast, just quick. A very, very astute D.C. insider is not a swampy. Believe me, criticizes the swampies all the time, but knows the swamp like no one else because he's been calling these people out forever. He predicted to me a long time ago that Hispanic voters, because of the fact that a lot of Hispanic uh, immigrants come over to the country, you know, they marry into families where the politics are both Democrat and Republican. He predicted to me a long time, hence my wife. I mean, a perfect example. I'm a Republican. She was not really political before I met her. She is now. He predicted to me that Hispanics were going to move as a block over to the Republican Party like other groups have in the past. Italians, Irish, the others, right? He said to me in the future, too, he says, may take a little longer with the black community. He said, but if we can get to 20 to 25 percent of the black vote, that's it, folks. Just a fifth or a fourth of the black vote. If we can get there, the Democrats will never win another national election again. This is a very smart guy. The numbers just are not there. Here's what conservative leadership real, really looks like. And for black voters out there who just found my show, I want you to know we don't see your skin color here and we never will. I mean that. My faith matters to me. I will always judge you by your character. I don't give a damn about the melanin levels of your skin, ever. And I can tell you right now, the conservatives and libertarians I hang out with feel the same damn way. And anyone telling you, that conservatives have some kind of racist thread running through their politics is totally full of the same thing happening on the lawns in San Francisco. That is garbage. The liberals are the racists, and they always have been, treating you like a bunch of automaton idiot robots. 
Here's what conservative leadership looks like. We had a massive hurricane down here. Massive. Here's conservative Governor Ron DeSantis. In just a matter of weeks, they wound up getting up with a lot of help with the state and otherwise, getting up a bridge to Sanibel Island where the causeway was totally wiped out. How they did this, folks, I have no idea. How the hell they built a bridge or got a bridge up in just a couple of weeks, I can't explain. All I can tell you is Ron DeSantis isn't worried about bullet trains and people pooping on each other's lawn. He's worried about leadership and leadership has consequences. Good ones for us. Check this out. This was something that would be done by the end of October. And I'm actually able to report now that uh, 21, 21st. that this will be open for uh, civilian use October 21st. So that's going to be an amazing thing to have. And we're happy to be able to do that. Now, I know his team, they're not taking a victory lap. Believe me, there is a lot of work. If you see videos, drone video, Fort Myers Beach, Fort Myers, Cape Coral, even Benita, Estero, that whole area down there, Naples, Sanibel, Pine Island. Folks, it's bad. They got slammed. The storm surge just took some homes right off their foundations. It is awful. There are no victory laps. It's trying to tell you when you put people in charge who are oriented around results and not political narratives and gaslighting, that's the kind of stuff you get. I don't know how the hell they did that, but they did it. Contrast that with Biden's leadership. He's got a drug-addicted son running the Biden crime family, taking payoffs from nuclear-powered enemies of the United States, according to multiple allegations, including their business partner, by the way. And yet Biden's asked about it last night. His son involving the United States and his dad in a major international corruption scheme. And here's what Biden's leadership looks like. Biden's very proud of this. Here, check this out. CNN's reporting and the Washington Post reporting suggests the prosecutors think they could, they have enough to charge your son, Hunter, uh, for tax crimes and a false statement about a gun purchase. Um, personally and politically, um, how do you react to that? Well, first of all, I, I'm, I'm proud of my son. A lot to be proud of there, right? And uh, as I said yesterday during the show, the pearl clutchers out there on the left, oh, his son's got a drug problem. As I said in my radio show, yeah, that's really horrible. I wish him the best. I hope he cleans up his life. Maybe if his son had a drug problem, his dad shouldn't have put him in the middle of an international influence peddling operation, taking payoffs from enemies of the United States. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm not making Hunter Biden your business. Joe Biden made Hunter Biden. Your business. And no, there's nothing to be proud of. Drug addiction is a scourge. It's a problem. It's a cancerous rot on people's lives. You're proud of them? What are you proud of? What exactly are you proud of? The sex tapes? The influence peddling? The payoffs? The cussing? His questionable relationships? What are you proud of? The drug use? Compare and contrast those two people. You know what? Let me get to my last sponsor. I'm going to get to this. Folks, the hits just keep on coming with the FBI. As I said, I got a whistleblower on my Fox show. Another one coming up this weekend. It is going to be a critical eye-opening interview. Please, please check it out. It's a different whistleblower. People are coming forward. The hits just keep on coming with the FBI. Wait till I tell you this story next about a million dollar, basically a bounty put on Donald Trump. This is just disgusting. 
First, if you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to be ready for the insane holiday season. If you haven't started preparing for the chaos of holiday mailing and shipping, you're already falling behind. Those lines, by the way, are the worst. You ever go to the post office around Christmas, Joe? It's like a nightmare with the Christmas cards and the gifts. You sit there for it. hours. It's, luckily, Stamps.com has everything you need, Joe, to make your life a whole lot easier. It's the 24-7 post office you can access from anywhere. We'd be lost without it. No lines, no traffic, no hassle. Stamps.com is your one-stop shop for all your shipping and mailing needs. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Promise, a lot of your competitors are using this already. Get access to USPS and UPS services you need to run your business right from your computer. Don't wait anymore. With inflation on the rise, every dollar counts. Protect your margins with major discounts on USPS and UPS rates, up to 86% off. Don't waste money. Don't sit in line and waste money. It makes no sense. Get ahead of the holiday chaos this year. Get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code DAN for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code DAN. Stamps.com, click that microphone at the top of the page, and enter code DAN. Do it today. Give it a shot. Thanks, Stamps.com. We appreciate it. So, this broke yesterday. Listen, this Durham trial, I don't think is going to result in much of anything. The John Durham trial, of course, John Durham is the prosecutor looking into the whole Spygate operation, the collusion hoax. You get it. Um, I am not convinced it's going to result in anything. I've said this repeatedly. Nothing bothers me more than when I read feedback on the show on boards from people who on you know chat boards and stuff, people who don't listen to the show. They don't. I can tell you they don't listen to the show. They're like, oh, these guys are full of crap. They've been telling us something's going to happen forever. Nothing happens. Joe, they're not listening to this show because let me tell you for the thousandth time, I am not convinced anything is going to happen to these people at all. Anything. Right. However, when an explosive revelation comes out at the trial that we need to out to air how grotesque these people are who did this, we're going to put it out there. So yesterday at the trial of Danchenko, who is um, alleged to be the source of the, all of the dossier stuff, Christopher Steele's main source. It was noted yesterday by an FBI agent, Brian Auden. You remember him? Brian Auden's the, you know, the guy who was involved heavily in a lot of this anti-Trump stuff. We mentioned his name a few I, times, I, Auden. So he, right. he's on the stand yesterday, this guy, FBI supervisory intelligence, intelligence analyst, Brian Auden. He testified, this is, <laughs> this is like jaw floor, that the FBI offered Christopher Steele up to a million dollars to provide corroborating evidence for his dossier. But the British spy didn't provide any information to the Bureau, any such info. As a result, Steele wasn't given the money because he was unable to prove the allegations. There's something here that I left out. Look at the date on that. October of 2016. You understand that's what's happening in October of 2016. The FBI is in court in front of a FISA judge swearing that the dossier's allegations are true. Let me read that again. They offered him a million dollars to provide information saying it was true and couldn't give him the money because he was unable to prove the alleg allegations. Wait, what? So you went in front of a judge at the same time swearing Donald Trump was colluding with the Russians? Despite the fact that you offered a guy a bounty, like a, a little shout out for Guy here, 
a little Boba Fett style. He's a big Star Wars guy. You offered him like a Boba Fett style bounty, like a Mandalorian style bounty to go and prove. He, and the guy, so he, he left the money on the table. Are you insane? This, uh, folks, I, I'll make my argument again. I'll bring it up with the FBI guys this weekend. It, 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 is, it is time. It is way past time to disband the FBI. I can't emphasize this. How many more stories like this are you going to hear? Oh, no, no, no. We can fix it. We just need some tinkering around the edges. No, it does not. The FBI needs to be disbanded. It is an entirely, completely failed operation. Two takeaways before I move on to a couple more things here. One, the desperation to take out Trump via bounties is clear. You wanted to pay this guy a million bucks? To prove a PP tape existed and he couldn't and he swore it existed anyway. Second, they knew it was fake. They knew it was fake and they swore in front of a judge anyway. This is our FBI. FBI. Political bouncers for the left now. All right, I've got some video for you coming up here. It's important. I got three good videos at the end of the show. Uh, Libs have been suspiciously quiet about this one. About what? You haven't heard this on the left-wing media anywhere. Kind of weird, huh? Weird. Weird, Joe. Weird. There was a school board meeting in Dearborn, Michigan. And at the school board meeting, a bunch of parents showed up. Many of them happened to be Muslim parents. Dearborn has a very large Muslim population. Those Muslim parents were really upset about sexual indoctrination and grooming in schools. What's really strange is... You don't seem to hear much in the lib media about, you know, parents being treated as terrorists. Libs are like this. Islamophobia. We want to target parents for challenging our CRT and sexual indoctrination. Islamophobia. They don't know. You see how they don't? You ever, Gee, you know the meme? You're the meme, Lloyd. You know the meme, the red button meme? Red, yes, the guy's sweating. They don't know what to do. They don't know. Now, keep in mind, Joseph, if these parents were white, there would be calls for the FBI to have all of them locked up immediately. Oh, yeah. Immediately. But see, libs who have no principles at all. See, we have principles. I don't care if you're Muslim, Jewish, Catholic, Christian, Protestant. Don't care at all. You have every right to assemble, petition your government, and complain about your kids being groomed and sexually indoctrinated in school. Period. Muslim parents, I'm with you. See, that's how easy principles work. Libs. Libs are like, do we call for the FBI to win? Investigate a bunch of Muslim parents. What color are they? Yeah. <laughs> they don't yeah. know what to do. They don't know what to do. Here, watch the video yourself. <laughs> Folks, you got to watch that. I know on audio, it just comes over as a bunch of like a chaos. And you got to watch it. Rumble.com slash Bungino. Watch it. It's like the 45 minute mark or whatever. Just watch it. And you'll... It's really strange, right? You've heard, except for Fox, which covered it this morning. You've seen nothing on left-wing media outlets. This is what, ha this, you know the point I'm always making on this show? How the unprincipled nature of liberalism leads it to cannibalize itself? You know, you can't claim you're in it for the little guy when you openly discriminate against Asian students trying to get into college. They're a minority group, too. This is what happens when you're not principled. You'll see this now. They don't know what to do. They're freaking out. Spread that everywhere. Spread that. And again, to the Muslim parents there, we're with you.
want their kids sexually indoctrinated in schools either. I don't care about your religion. I care about you being a citizen of the United States and protecting your kids. Another video, and this show, a lot of video for the end here, quick. Uh, John Fetterman, uh, just a disgraceful candidate in Pennsylvania. Uh, listen, I wish him the best with his health. The man is clearly struggling. I had a uh, cousin of mine, Nikki, who had a devastating uh, medical incident involved the stroke when she was younger, and it's really horrible. It led to a lot of different problems. Uh, it's, you know, it's really hard to fully recover if you have a full-blown stroke or even like a TIA, a serious one. So Fetterman's struggling, and with all sincerity and candor, I wish you the best for your health. Having said that, the man's policies are a disgrace. The man is an outright communist. Those are his words. I mean, just follow him. He is a communist. He pretends to be some kind of a big government, Bernie Sanders-type liberal. He is actually a communist. How this man is even close in the Pennsylvania race is bizarre. Above and beyond how awful his policies are, he would be a huge threat to public safety, our economy, this guy could cast the decide. The guy's a communist. He could cast the deciding vote in the Senate. You believe this? How this guy's even in the race is bizarre. Having said that, it, you can't ignore anymore the guys. The guy, the guy, he, his health is beyond. He's not capable of performing the job physically. Even MSNBC, MSNBC was forced to acknowledge this. Here's a really, I have to be candid with you again, shocking clip of MSNBC or NBC, whatever it is, acknowledging here that Fetterman's having a tough time even processing language anymore. Folks, how the hell is he going to follow what's going on in the Senate floor if he's having a difficult time following what people are saying? Is this not a fair question to ask? The guy could be the deciding vote in the Senate for policies that will impact 330 million U.S. citizens. Here. Here they are acknowledging himself that the guy's in real trouble. Check this out. Another pivotal Senate race in Pennsylvania, now considered a toss-up. Our Dasha Burns spoke with Democrat John Fetterman in his first in-person sit-down interview since he suffered a stroke. And Dasha, this was not a typical candidate interview. No, Lester, because of his stroke, Fetterman's campaign required closed captioning technology for this interview to essentially read our questions as we ask them. And Lester, in small talk before the interview without captioning, it wasn't clear he was understanding our conversation. It's not me saying it, folks. It's NBC, man. I don't, you know, I'm sorry, it was NBC, Lester Holt. I, 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 the guy doesn't understand the conversation and needs closed captioning. Listen, I wish him the best health-wise, but the Democrats, whatever, if you're going to do a write-in, this guy cannot be your U.S. senator. He doesn't understand what people, that, that's NBC said. I haven't interviewed him. I can't tell you that. I'm just telling you what they're saying. NBC, a radical far-left outlet. They're not even serious journalists, and they're admitting it. I wanted to end with this, because this is frightening. and bodes uh, it's an awful... Uh, harbinger of what's to come in our future for our, our uh, medicine and healthcare. University of Minnesota had some medical school graduation ceremony or something like that. And uh, this has been making its way around the, uh, the interwebs there. And you ever, you ever see Conan the Barbarian, Joe? One of my favorite movies. Mm -hmm. uh, it's before Arnold Schwarzenegger went crazy. Conan's a great movie. And the bad guy in the movie is James Earl Jones's Tulsa Doom. And Tulsa Doom has these subjugants, these servants of his, and they, they sit there in these white robes and they're like, they chant to him and they love Tulsa Doom and whatever <laughs> Tulsa Doom says, you know, they'll repeat. I swear this reminded me of that. Here's a bunch of doctors at the University of Minnesota 
These are supposed to be medical professionals. I want you to listen to this chant. It's Again, it's like a Thulsa Doom chant. This is frightening. You would think they pledge the Hippocratic Oath, you know, do no harm and want to help people live and increase the health, uh, you know, quality of their health lives or whatever it may be. No, no. They're pledging to fight white supremacy and indigenous lands they're on. This is just what's become. This is Thulsa Doom. Here, check this out. Our institution is located on Dakota land. Today, many indigenous people throughout the state, including Dakota and Ojibwe, call the Twin Cities home. We also recognize this acknowledgement is not enough. We commit to uprooting the legacy and perpetuation of structural violence deeply embedded within the healthcare system. We recognize inequities built by past and present traumas rooted in white supremacy, colonialism, the gender binary, ableism, and all forms of oppression. Now, I'm going to tell you a story quick. I've never told before on the radio or that podcast. In case you think that this stuff isn't going to filter its way down to you. Oh, Dan, it's just some crazy liberal woke stuff doctors are talking about. On my right arm, true story as I tell it. I'm going to give the place up too because you need to know what happened. When I was having a tumor removed from my neck, the Hodgkin's lymphoma tumor on the left side of my neck. I was having a 10 centimeter extraction done to do an open biopsy to get the tumor out. I was scared, hitless with an S in front of it because we had no idea if the cancer had spread. I went up to Sloan Kettering in New York. A surgeon was an amazing, awesome guy. Let me just get that out of the way. I'm not going to say his name, but an amazing, talented guy, super nice and brilliant and a guy I deeply respect. I'm getting ready to go in to the surgery and there is a nurse or nurse's assistant. I'm not really sure. And they're putting the IV in my hand, which I always hate because that hurts like hell. I have really thin hands. So you can make all the little Marco jokes you want for save it for another time. Not now, but I hate it. So I'm kind of freaked out because I don't know if I'm going to die from cancer and how bad it is. And first and secondly, because I just hate IVs, especially and the lady says to me, what do you do for a living? And I say, because I'm usually I just make up something like I'm a double A hockey player or something because I just don't want to talk politics when I'm in the middle of getting surgery. I just because I was nervous and anxious, I said, uh, uh, I'm a, I do a podcast. And she said, oh, really? On what? And I said, uh, politics. She looks at me and she goes, you're not a Republican, are you? 100% happened. My wife in shock, she's sitting right next to me, is like, she doesn't even know what to say because she's like, oh, maybe it's a joke. Lady then goes on to tell me how Donald Trump is really not that bright and how when he had COVID, he should have put a mask on. I'm looking at my wife like, is this really happening right now? I'm a half an hour away from having my neck opened up to pull out a tumor while you're sticking a needle in my hand that's super painful and you're asking me if I'm a Republican and telling me you hate Donald Trump, that happened. Tell me again how this stuff isn't filtering down to you. Good luck in the future. Got out of there really quick and went over to MD Anderson, where I will add no one ever asked me about my politics because they actually care about cancer treatments. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Set your DVR now for that Saturday night show, 9 p.m. on Fox. You don't miss it.
an FBI whistleblower, another one coming forward. Make sure you subscribe to my podcast. I'd really appreciate it on Apple, Spotify, and at rumble.com slash Bongino means a lot to us. See you on the radio show a little bit later. You just heard Dan Bongino.